It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, everybody, to, yes, that's right, the new, our very first new Fanatical Elves show. We are part of the Fanatical Elves Network, part of First Fans First Sports Network. We are so excited to be here this evening, as you can tell, our intro music. Did you like that, folks? All right, so we are here with um, part of our team, part of our Elves Network team, we have the Village Elliot. Welcome, Village Elliot. And we have Joel, the left guard. Yeah. Welcome, Joel. Thank you, uh, thank you. I'm putting our putting our, our um, banners up here so all of you can see who they are and who we are. And if you're watching us on YouTube or on Twitter, uh, wherever you're watching us, we are here for your entertainment. We're looking forward to chatting with you over the next uh, 30 to 45 minutes and just talking Browns. We are a bunch of crazy Browns fans. Expect the unexpected. We may run off script dog pounds, but we have a lot of fun. And I'm so excited to be part of this group with these folks. So um, just introductions again. Village Elliot, we'll start with you. Welcome to our show. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think my role is going to be to help interpret numbers, tell you what they mean, and also what they don't mean, because there's a lot of science fiction out there about how numbers can be interpreted and misinterpreted. So that's what I hope to bring to the show. And uh, once in a while, I can offer some advice about football, but I really don't know that much about football. I'm a numbers geek. I was a math teacher at Central State and Sinclair Community College in the Dayton area. And I just love football. I love Browns football, especially. Well, I am happy to, I just, you're a wealth of Browns knowledge. And I mean, it, folks, if you don't know Village Village Elliot, you don't follow him, please follow him at uh, EB Canal. Um, you are missing out if you do not know this Village Elliot. He's amazing when it comes to the Browns. And then, of course, we have the left guard, Joel, who is on our other shows uh this week on our network he's been on the the browns blitz and on the johnny cleveland podcast welcome joel back 
Hey, thanks for having me back. Um, since, you know, Elliot's doing the whole introduction thing, you know, I've played college football, coached all levels of football, but I want to respond to Elliot here for a second. Elliot, I want you to know, you're not the only one to have taught college. I taught philosophy at Wittenberg and UD. So we got the whole Dayton area covered. Really? This is amazing. I had no idea. We're talking to college professors. My gosh. Man, Browns fans, we are amongst, you know, we are everywhere, right? When we, we do everything. We cover the globe. So you guys were both professors. That is uh, so cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> of philosophy. Philosophy, yeah. Yep, yep. So the philosophy of the Cleveland Browns. How would you sum up the philosophy of the Cleveland Browns? Well, you know, I'll tell you the honestly, though, I went into philosophy as an undergraduate major because it reminded me of football. That's why I made yeah. it. It's like, hey, you know, offensive systems all have a different way of approaching the same problem. Yes. And philosophy is a history of the human mind approaching similar questions from very radical different perspectives. And it, uh, I, I just found it clicked with my football mentality. Oh, I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I want to, we're going to dive into this. Um, there's a lot of stuff we're going to cover. And kind of for those, those of you who are listening to this show or watching us on YouTube or going to listen to us, um, you know, we're going to have a, a series of, of segments. Uh, and we're going to start off with kind of current affairs. We're going to have some Browns trivia tonight. Um, we've got a cardiac history segment, cardiac, those cardiac kids, you know. Um, we've got a special segment um, for our most hated rival uh, in the AFC North coming up. And then uh, we're going to finish with some trivia again to give us some answers. And then we're going to finish with did you a no segment. At the end of that, too, we're going to announce our winner, those of you um, who have then registering and retweeting and following our new Fanatical Elves network. We are giving away a, an awesome uh, Brown and the Elf hat. I think, Joel, you've got, you're wearing a uh, uh, one of the Elf hats. The, the one we've got, we're giving away is a white one. It's really awesome. I just got that uh, here from uh, shipped to us over here. So we're going to be giving that away. I've got the winner here. So we'll give a shout out to that person at the end of the show so thanks for uh, being here so let's talk browns news um there's been some things going on either one of you want to start i know joel you said you had a little some things that you had uh you wanted to cover a little bit and then we'll go from there i want to defer to elliot what's elliot got today oh i want to hear this well we have some difficult news or unhappy news if you haven't heard michael woods the second wide receiver for the Browns, has a season-ending injury. His Achilles tendon was ruptured in practice. I guess he was working out uh -huh. with uh, our, our quarterback. And in a drill, I guess it was a non-contact injury, he ruptured his Achilles tendon. And uh, he's out for the season, and uh, it's a very unfortunate injury. And uh, uh, the numbers situation was difficult to begin with. And yeah. Uh, I don't even know if he was going to make the team, but uh, now there's one one uh, spot maybe has opened up at wide receiver. I will say this. I will yeah, say this. So Anthony Schwartz's chance of making the team just went up. A lot? <laughs> I don't or say a lot, but they went up. <laughs> I know that's the Brown Blitz. I know that Rob uh, and his brother, they were talking about um, that – say very this very question earlier on their podcast uh, last night about the six you know that he would have woods might have been fighting for that sixth spot but he, they they even talked about how there's probably five or six other guys on the browns roster right now fighting for that last mm -hmm. spot because they were talking about the rookie or not the rookie the uh punt returner um that got injured last year who i can't to keen grant yep that he's mm -hmm probably take one of those spots because you know they'll they'll need him in in special teams didn't he have an achilles last year i think i think that was I, his injury. an achilles or an acl i forget which it was but yeah, yeah he was two. also out for the season um i'll say this based on the performances the numbers that were put up by the yeah. backups at wide receiver there's not a single guy that really is assured of a spot on the 53-man roster. 
Yeah. Now the Browns do not have depth at wide receiver, or I should say did not have depth coming into the offseason. Now I think that they've signed some receivers that are a little bit more promising, but uh, I don't think that they have strong depth at wide receiver. And even the people that they signed uh, are promising, but they're not really stars or not people that would be counted on to be starters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I will say this about this whole thing. Give credit to Deshaun Watson for rallying the troops, getting them together and working out on the off season. At least we have a quarterback that is serious about becoming an NFL or like getting back to NFL caliber form and becoming a success in Cleveland. We've seen all kinds of jokers come through in the NFL or come through the Browns as quarterbacks. It's refreshing to see one actually trying. So kudos. I mean, I wonder on a side note, you know, nowadays all these NFL teams, they have those, those guys that, you know, stitch in the micro microchips into the uniforms. They calculate how much they're running around and what they're doing and when they need days off. I just wonder if sometimes these guys get together, if they have that equipment available to them or if they're just out running around and, you know, they don't know if like, oh, wait, you know, I should stop now because I've overworked myself. And then I don't know. So that, I don't know. Maybe the NFL should make some kind of provision well, for that. The two other questions that they were talking earlier on the other podcast, mm-hmm. um, the Browns Blitz with uh, Rod, was um, the topic of this, staying with this topic is that DeAndre Hopkins still out there. And then they were also talking about uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the fact that he's in his going into his last year do they give him that second contract or do the Browns decide that, you know, they go, go out and find, like they can find somebody either in the draft or someone else. Like, do they even consider giving him, I mean, maybe it's based on how he performs this year, but their conversation was kind of about how, you know, you can get that production from somebody like DP uh, J um, from another receiver in, in, in the future, rather than re-signing him for, let's say $11 million next year yeah you can't sign everybody as the rams are figuring out you can't sign everybody right so yeah certainly they'll have to be careful managing their cap next year but my god they don't have wide receivers you know they they did sign uh elijah moore from the new york jets that's a good thing but he did not put up numbers last year now there may be extenuating circumstances he was feuding with the coaching staff last season And his main attribute, like Anthony Schwartz, is that he's a very fast receiver, but he did not catch footballs last season. And that that's just uh, a fact. And we, th- we think he's a good receiver, but we don't know he's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise Goodwin uh, was uh, uh, acceptable, like number three, number four wide receiver. He put up, mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, like 300 some out of 400 yards. I forget how many he had. Yeah, uh, but he's 32 years old. Um, David Bell caught footballs when they were thrown to him, but he didn't put up a lot of yards. Uh, so we like David Bell, but we're not crazy about him. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, after that, the Browns just really didn't have people that caught footballs and that made yards. They just did not do that uh-huh. uh, from, from the bench. The guys that did put up numbers were Cooper and Peoples-Jones, and that was it at the wide receiver position. That was all that they had. You know, there was no depth at wide receiver last season. And uh, now you've got the additions of Moore and they have additions, but they're not proven additions yet. Mm -hmm. Yet. Let's not go crazy thinking that that we're rich and uh, (laughs) we're going to have five wide receivers that are. Uh, you know, we're going to have five wide receiver formations and it's all going to be great. We don't know that yes. uh, for a fact. Um, mm-hmm. A guy that I think uh, we really need to take a look at in the uh, offseason is Isaiah Weston. He looked really good in preseason mm-hmm. last year and he wound up having a knee injury, I, I believe. And uh, we didn't see him in the regular season, but he was fast and he's big and physical and uh, can, can do a lot of things but we just didn't see him uh, in the regular season. But I'd like to see him as a second-year player with uh, more Kevin of a Stefanski. And Kevin, our coach, is going to open it up 
Um, right. I mean, we're going to be all, I mean, yeah, that's, that's why you acquire all those receivers. You're just out, you're going to throw everybody you can at wide receiver and the kitchen sink and, and see who <laughs> sticks. Yes. You know, well, I was yeah. saying on, on the last time we talked, I mean, I don't know if we're going to be asking the wide receivers to do the same thing this year that they did last year. I know Elliot, you were mentioning the five wide receiver thing. We don't know, but I think that's the case. We don't know. Right. I'm not sure. And I said this last time, right. You're not getting all these guys in to run three tight ends and a fullback on the field. You're getting all these guys. So you can put more than two on the field at a time. And you're getting guys that can play inside and outside. Elijah Moore can play inside and outside. Right. So you're getting guys that, are versatile, you know, the, the thing they talk about, right? The, mm-hmm. the more you can do, the the more skills you have, you know, versatile, mm-hmm. smart, tough, and accountable, right? You know, so they're getting all these guys that can do multiple things. That really doesn't fit that outside zone offense. Like, this offseason does not say we are gearing up for an outside zone offense. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll, it'll be, I mean, we've got a lot to moving forward. We don't know exactly what what's going to happen in the draft. We're going to be talking about the draft more, especially on this network. And uh, we're only, what, three weeks away now. We're getting close to that out there in Kansas City. So a lot uh, more to talk about there and, and what, again, the needs are. We're talking wide receiver right, right now, obviously long still. Are they there? Uh, so let let me our uh, our chat, uh, question for the uh, Browns trivia tonight. Uh, talking, we were talking about Kevin Stefanski, and um, uh, we were. Uh, hold on one second here. I'm going to pause. If uh, go ahead, and you guys can. Uh, the the question is, and maybe you can talk about this before anything happens here. I've got some technical issues on my side. Um, who was the last coach ke- outside of Kevin Stefanski to have a plus 500 record re- in most recent Browns history? Oh. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You guys think about that question. We're going to take a, a pause here. I'm going to break and we'll, we'll uh, discuss this on the, on the other side. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. For a full season? Yes, we're back. Okay. Yeah. For a full Hold season. Hold on one yeah, second. For, for part of a season, it would be Greg Williams. See, Elliot, I looked this up because I knew if you were asking this question, I knew where this was going. Yeah. <laughs> your your affinity for Greg Williams knows no bounds. That is true. I love Greg Williams. <laughs> well, yeah, I do, I do know the answer. Um, oh yeah, I, I do know the answer. Would you like that technical there, issue there? Answer? I'm not giving you the answer yet. What do you say? I missed it. <laughs> well, if it's for part of a season, the answer is Greg Williams, and if it's a full season, I think there were only two seasons that were above 500 full, through the new yeah, Browns. Full, full season. Full seasons. Full season, and yeah. Well, the the first one was. Uh, the first time the Browns were over 500 was Butch Davis in um, it would be Tim Couch's uh, fourth year, which would be 2003, right? And uh, they yes. made the playoffs, but Kelly Holcomb uh, played the playoff game against Pittsburgh, uh, nearly pulled it off, but Pittsburgh uh, lucked out and won that game, unfortunately. Ooh. And nobody remembers that Tim Couch led 
the uh, Browns to the playoffs. And everybody says uh, Tim Couch was a terrible bust. Well, what exactly no. do you want from a quarterback uh, that had such a terrible team, an expansion team? He got them to the playoffs. He did. In four years. You know, his body, unfortunately, did not hold up. He was not able to continue his career uh, at full, you know, at full they had a, health after that. Ellie, the, Village Ellie, they had a game uh, when Couch was playing and Butch Davis was um, the coach out in Kansas City. I think it was late in the season. I was up there. I, li- you know, uh, lived in Kansas uh, out there for years. And so I would go that Browns game. It was toward the end. And you were, like you were talking about, Couch led that season for them to get to the playoffs. Holcomb actually quarterbacked that game against the Chiefs. But Couch was, you know, suited, but he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember that season. So it, it wasn't uh, Butch Davis. So... That was other... the first over 500 season yes. that the Browns had. And so then who would be the, the last? The second one would be Romeo Crennel, who uh, also pulled off a, I think it was 10 and 4. Uh, and that would have been, was it 2007? 10 and yep. 6. 10 and 6. 2006? Yep. It's okay, the yeah. And then Derek and Anderson. 6 in 2007. Yep. And, uh, you know, and uh, of course they traded away all their first round draft picks in order to celebrate. Uh, well, the other, the other very good, the other question, Village Elliot, which I took from you just your, call me Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, very good. Elliot, I took from your Dog Pound Daily article. Uh, the other trivia question I, that I uh, mentioned to you earlier was the uh, six quarterbacks that started or played in a game in the 2017 season. Any of you out there in listening to this, who are the six quarterbacks? that played quarterback in the 2016 season, or maybe 2007. It was the 2017 season. Um, no, it was 2016. It was 2017, okay. it was uh, they the had, um, yeah, Kaiser yeah. played most of the right. time. Right, so it was 2016. Um, yeah, so it was, <laughs> oh, man. I got you stumped. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I know the answer, but I, I forget all their names. But I know that the, the tricky one was uh, Terrell Pryor. Ah, okay. okay. And then, uh, then there was Clipboard Jesus, and I can't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whitehurst. 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 Yeah, Charlie Whitehurst. Now, he's like the, uh, what's his guy, the guy that used to play for the Jets and the, the mustache and the Eagles. What's the uh, Menchu? Garner Menchu? Yeah, doesn't Garner he remind Minshew. you a little bit of the? No. Yeah, well, what? No, well, Minshew, I think, is a real quarterback. I think he can actually uh, yeah. start in the NFL. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Whitehurst was kind of a vagabond. He played for a lot of teams, and uh, he was a consummate backup. And uh, Cody Kessler. Yep. Yes. Was one, and then. Uh, Hogan was Hogan one of those? Yes, yeah. Hogan, I think, started at least one game. That um, was an awful game. Let's see how many we got. One, two, three, four, five. That, that's six. All right. Did we get them all. No. no so, so say them again. So if anybody is listening. Okay. So Terrell Pryor. Yeah. And then um, Charlie Whitehurst. Okay. Clip and then, Jesus. Uh, uh, oops. Wait a minute. I didn't get all six. Damn you! We're no. we're going to see Charlie Whitehurst in the then robes on Facebook. Cody Kessler, Kessler, okay, and then uh, Kevin Hogan. So Kevin Hogan is that his first That's name? Five. Yes, four. it was four. And five. then oh, okay. Then we're forgetting the uh, it was probably McCown, uh, Josh McCown, and then um, uh, RG three wasn't RG three part of that? Yes, group. <laughs> okay. So, how many is that? One, two, three. The ground shook 20, when RG three went out there to play. Wasn't that what Hugh Jackson said? The ground shook. <laughs> the ground shook. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, okay. That's got it. Okay. But yeah, awesome. that, that was terrible. It was terrible because you know they. Uh, 
traded away offensive linemen without replacing them. And I think the reason was because they wanted to make sure that they were bad enough that they would get a top draft pick. And so they <laughs> sabotaged the offensive line on purpose, really. Elliot, I'm going to put that, pose that question out on our network on Twitter. I'm going to have a winner. We'll, the winner, we're going to give you a pro, Browns prize. Uh, we don't know what that is yet, but we're going to pose that question. And any of you with the right answer, if you listen to Elliot right now, you you, you probably heard what they were. Uh, we're going to give away another Browns gift. So, um, all right, let me shift it. Let me ask you this question. Okay, let's talk. We're talking draft coming up. And the Browns have a third round pick right now. Um, my question, though, goes back to history. So let's talk about, this is our cardiac history segment what has been the browns best draft pick and the browns worst draft pick uh in recent time or back in time so i know some of you might have some thought on that so what are your answers elliot you want to start oh yeah i'll say that um of course there there are different ways you could answer this question but i would say that my best draft pick would be uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones because he was a sixth round pick. Okay. And if you look at the people that the Browns have drafted in the sixth round, it's not even close. The Browns have not drafted anybody in the sixth round, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. It's terrible. But, we'll but I thought that I thought Demetri Felton was going to solve that issue. I don't know. <laughs> Now, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But time is running out on Demetrius. And it's running out very quickly for the he's I like the kid. I think he's probably a really great kid. But yeah. You know, I, I, I thought that he should be a wide receiver. They have him listed at a running, as running back, but he's right. really kind of small and he's not really that fast. Yeah. But he does catch the ball. He has a very high percentage of uh, catches or catch okay. percentage. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're unhappy with him because he's fumbled. Uh, five times in two seasons. Ah, and uh, Elliot for the win. Pardon, <laughs> Elliot for the win. Got the obscure knowledge for a thousand, Alex. But I, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think that he's really a change of pace running back. But I think that he should get a, a chance in the slot. And in fact, I've got egg on my face. I predicted that he would be the starting slot receiver for the Browns. That did not happen. But, Damn um, you! Yes, okay. He's got to be able to block. But right, let me let me let me let me ask Joel real quick, just what his his uh, nominee is, and then we'll uh, for the best for or best the worst? for best for best draft pick in your opinion. Right. And yeah, I think I know where you're going to go. Please. With this. Here we go. My name is Joel, the left guard. So you know who this is. It's Joel Batonio, baby, number seventy-five. Joel Batonio, future Hall of Famer, baby. Oh yes, excellent, excellent choice. Excellent. Yeah, there's there's nobody like like Batonio, uh, hands down from round number two. There's no other second round draft pick that compares. Really. Do you, are you guys both planning just off off top? I mean, with the Hall of Fame game coming up, and the Browns are going. Uh, Joe Thomas Absolutely. is going to be there. Are you are you there already? I'm already there. Excellent. As, as Kramer said in Seinfeld, in my mind, I'm already there. We're all we're <laughs> going to have to plan something. We'll have our network there, and maybe we can. Uh, we'll we'll be we'll be uh, in in touch. But that's yeah. Joel Joel Petoni is an excellent choice. Good guy. Um, how many Great years? Now, how what? How many years now has he been? I think he was drafted in two thousand fifteen. He was drafted in that Shanahan era because they drafted him to be a uh, outside zone guard. Is he, is he Nevada? Was he from yep, Nevada? Out of, out of Nevada. Yeah. Who was the other guy they drafted from the Nevada? Colbert. Col- Cor- Austin Colbert. Yes. Who plays I mean, the Panthers? I believe. I think he's still with the Panthers. Okay. Last yeah, I knew he was with the Panthers. Yeah, he's doing a good job. It, you know, they, they called him a bust and then uh, cut him loose. And then I, I believe he's got a Super Bowl ring with the Rams. Isn't that yep. right? No. Um, yes. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. He was another guy out of, out of Nevada that fit that outside zone scheme really well. But Dorsey trade him, traded him right before yes. he was fired. And it's yep. like, wow, we just missed yeah. the opportunity with that one. That was really... 
get somebody else to do it. I saw that. By the way, folks, I'm drinking a Diet Coke here. So just to, other. What, what are you drinking tonight, Joel? Um. Well, I got my tea in my Excellent. Guardians mug. Oh, there you go. I, I think that I think the tribe. I'm sorry. The the Guardians won today, six to five. Yeah. Not, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, what what do you got there? You drinking anything on this? Um, I've got some imitation uh, diet lemonade, and I'm drinking it from my Cleveland Browns mug. Excellent. Yeah, he beats us all, man. <laughs> By the way, I got to point this out, and some of you can't see this because you're not you're uh, listening to the podcast. But Elliot has, uh, you know, Joel is wearing his Joel Batonio uh, pullover, you know, his, his football jersey. But uh, Coach Elliot, I'm going to call him Coach. <laughs> He is he is dressed not a coach. to the T. Like I mean, this is he is Coach Elliott to me. Like he's got the brown jacket, the 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 orange tie. I mean, I would I would fight for you to the death. I would you know I'd be out there running laps. I'll do anything for you, Coach. No, what are you talking about? Think, Coaches think don't wear like ties. Man. Nerds wear ties. Let's get that uh, clarified. <laughs> He's front office Elliot here. Yeah, Come on. Front Let's call him guy. front office. Yes. He's yeah, coming out with the numbers. He's got the draft day stuff. part two. Draft day two is not going to have. I don't want to get Costner. my hands dirty. Gonna... Joel gets his hands dirty. I don't do that. I make <laughs> trades and do analysis of salary cap and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh... All right. Uh, let's. I'm let's not smart enough gears. to do it. Elliot Joel, does. Let's start with you on this one. Worst draft pick for the Browns. All right, worst draft pick. I'm going to have to go with the guy that the Browns drafted top 10 by doing absolutely zero workup on him before the draft. Can I? That would be my man, Justin Gilbert. The Browns (laughs) did no work on him because they figured he would be gone by the time they got to him. Of course, they traded back in that draft, right? And back to nine, of nine or 10. And they thought, oh, Gilbert's going to be gone. There's no way we're going to get him. He drops down. They've done no work on this guy, and they draft him like morons. And then he proves exactly why that whole farmer era was just a disaster. Oh, horrible. And believe it or not, Manziel was in that draft. So oh, yeah. how can you, like, that's like my number two is Manziel. 2014 is a year to forget. Just just pick a pick, you know. Pick a pick in that one. Which one's who's who's the worst one of that whole thing, you know? Oh, it was awful. Now, and I then, know when Barvavius Bar, Mingo was drafted, I think that was prior to 2014. Yeah, Barkeus Mingo. A, the guy was who was a, named after his mom. <laughs> Legit, his mom's name's Barbara, right? <laughs> so him and all of his brothers have like bar in their name. No kidding. Yes, yeah, he's like named it. after his mom. I I had no idea. Folks, you heard it first here. The left guard Joel with the news of the day. I had no idea that he was named after his Did mother. you know also that Barkevius Mingo is from the same town as all those Duck Dynasty people? Really? Wow. They're from the same town. What's the town? I don't know. I just know they're from the same place. <laughs> Bar town. Yeah, yeah, probably Barbara Town. Barbara Town. Barbara Town. I remember when they that selection was made. I was in living in Wichita, part of the Browns backers. You know, I was the president of the, the club there, and we were all gathered, you know, over the draft. And when they announced that name, I think half the guys in the club in the bar left. It was really like, what the, <laughs> who's this guy? Like, there's a skinny linebacker guy or edge guy from what, LSU, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they took a linebacker and thought, well, let's turn him into an edge defend, like a three, a four-three defensive end. This is a good idea. No, it uh, wasn't. Elliot, <laughs> like two forty or something. I don't oh, know how no. you're going to do this. Yeah, and well, plus they had Jabal Sheard. And yeah, said, that dude was a player. Uh, yeah, and then they said, well, you know, but he's, uh, a, you know, uh, a uh, lineman, and we don't want to move him into linebacker. And so then they got a. Uh, Lineman that they had to move into linebacker. Elliot, who do you got <laughs> as worst? Well, th- this is you know it, it didn't do a lot of damage uh, to the overall team, but just out of sheer stupidity, um, my pick was uh, Ifo Ekpre Olomu. Oh yeah, the defensive back from Oregon who was taken in 2015 in the seventh round. Okay. The reason why I picked it was just because it was dumb. 
now I don't want to to uh, slam him Speaking as an individual, um, but he had a career-ending injury, and then mm-hmm. they drafted him. Uh, he was a very high-character individual, and yes. he was a first-round talent. Yep. Um, but he had a, a knee injury, and a lot of the fans said, "Hold, oh, what a good idea! He's been injured, but uh, we'll draft him, and then next year he'll be fine, and we have a first-round draft pick." Um, he had a uh, knee dislocation, but hold, you know, we'll fix him up. Or the doctors will take care of him. But what I didn't understand, I tried to tell people this, and people wouldn't listen. Was that look? This is not. This is so not a. Uh, a dislocated kneecap that's not what this is what happened to him was that his knee was actually dislocated so that his leg was in two pieces uh, and um, there had never been in history an NFL player that had come back from this type of severe injury never in NFL history I forgot about that yeah yeah come back from this injury and so what I was telling people was, look, this is not the way that you have a draft. It shouldn't be that you draft a player and then immediately start praying for a miracle. That's not how you draft players. And so, you know, my question is, well, did the Browns understand the severity of the knee injury when they drafted? Did they actually understand that? Uh, you know, maybe they did. Maybe they thought that there was some possibility that the state of the medical community had advanced to the point where the impossible was about to become possible. Or maybe this was just a colossal error by GM Ray Farmer because it that's had, what I'm getting at. It had maybe this was a 2014 pick right there. Happened before in history. And that that makes me just so very upset that you know that it had never happened before in history, and they wasted a draft pick on you know this very fine individual who struggled um, fruitlessly to try to play football again, and it just was not possible. So that's why that that particular draft pick upset me so much. Wasn't there some deal with the insurance he got out? Like yes, he, he did have an insurance policy, and in fact, all NFL players should—or excuse me, all college football players that are I'm with you on this prospects one. should take out insurance policies. Thankfully, he did have an insurance policy, and he received, I think, three million dollars um, because he had a career-ending uh, injury, and he also received some money from the Cleveland Browns um, by virtue of being a uh, draft pick and by being kept on the team uh, roster on the disabled list or the uh, IR, I should say, for mm-hmm. two seasons. Um, but, the, you know, the whole uh, affair was uh, really just, it made no sense. I thought he almost lost that money because he was drafted. Like the insurance company was like, look, you've been drafted. We don't think we need to pay you. They probably put up some sort of argument, but... Um, <laughs> Wouldn't that be a total Browns thing, right? We're going to draft this guy who has no business being drafted. And, like, we're going to screw him over in terms of his insurance policy at the same time. Well, yeah, I think there was probably some discussion about that. But the fact of the matter is it was a career-ending injury. He was not able to come back. He made a good-faith attempt to try to come back, and he was not able to. I think that was clear. Yeah, Yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to do something like that, just – just sign him as an unrestricted free agent or undrafted free agent. Why take a yeah. pick on him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't top that, man. That's that. Those are some good, good choices or bad choices, let's say. So let's go to our next segment. This is one I've been waiting for for all day. Okay. This is, well, the it's our Steelers joke segment. We've been contemplating what other names we wanted to call this. I know Elliot and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, the discussion of the terrible towel came up. Do you happen to have any props tonight? No, uh, we're going to save that one for a little bit later okay. uh, in the week. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I, I do have some. Uh, some. Uh, so we be, before you get into that, I just want to share it too, like, so, you know, this is a Browns podcast, so we have to make sure that we, you know, make fun of the opponent. So this is our Steeler joke segment. 
So, Ellie, is a, you've got, I think, a couple there, maybe? You've got one or two? Well, I don't know if these are jokes or not. These are just factual statements that we're relating about our friends from Pittsburgh. The fact of the matter is that Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both industrial cities. We're really very similar, and that's why we give it to each other, and we can take it, too. So uh, I'm sure that our, our Steelers' uh, rivals will give it back. It's all right. We'll, we're, we can take it. Anyway, well, I gotta give I gotta give them a little credit here. Fans First Sports Network, the guys from Pittsburgh, the Steeler affiliate, they've really been uh, spearheading a lot of the, our our new uh, network, and so a, a, a nice shout out to them for they're really supporting us too, and and have given us some props. So thank okay, you. Now okay. back to trash in Pittsburgh. So, so back now, yeah, yeah, let's, let's start trash. Okay, burn them down. Okay, right. here we go. Let me let me tell you some facts about Pittsburgh. For years and years, they played on synthetic turf. And then they made what I think is the correct decision that real football should be played on natural turf. But they didn't have a lot of experience with natural turf. So my question to you is, do you know how they leveled the field at Akershire Stadium? How do they do it? Joel? Well, the answer is they grabbed a linebacker. And when the drool from the left side of his mouth <laughs> is equal to the flow from the right side of the mouth of his mouth while he's standing in the center of the field, then they know that it's level. Okay. <laughs> Second question is how do you know? You know, the football fans, by the way, tend to be very musically oriented. We like halftime music and so on. Yeah. Now, how do you know if a football fan has perfect pitch? How do we know? Hmm. I have no idea. Well, if you can throw a Steelers football helmet into a dumpster on the fly. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. There you go. Okay. Do you want one more? Oh, we would love one All more. Right. Well, okay. <clears throat> Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, an intelligent Steelers fan, and a drunkard walking down the street and see a $100 bill on the sidewalk. Who grabbed the money and why? The the, the bunny. I'm going with the drunkard. The dr it is the drunkard. Now, why? Because he wants more alcohol. I don't know. No, the <laughs> other three are fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> Intelligence. Come on. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. That is your Steeler joke segment on the fan on the uh, fanatical elves show. All right, so I'm gonna yeah, last, we'll get the Ravens next week. Next yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we gotta bring, yeah. Now, last segment. Did you know? And I know you're both a wealth of Browns knowledge. I'm gonna start off first. I'll give you my little. Did you know? And then I throw it off to you guys and you can finish off on this did you know and you probably both knew this but the browns once made the playoffs by only winning four games in the regular season they actually finished with a sub 500 record they uh finished at four and five and you're going hmm well that's there's a 16 game season well 1982 they had a strike season the season started the players had a strike for the rest of the majority of the season, came back. Um, Sam, Sam Ritigliano was coach. Um, they got to the end of the season. They beat the Oilers, Houston Oilers, lost to the Steelers the last week when they came back, finished with a 4-5 and five record, went to the playoffs, lost to the uh, Oakland Raiders. I think that game was out in California, 27-10. to 10. Can you tell me who the quarterback was for the Browns that game? 1982. Sam Ritigliano was coach. Is it Brian Sipe? You're going to tell me it's not Brian Sipe? It's not, no. Um, it's somebody else you'd probably recognize. Isn't that same? Uh, it was right after the Sipe. Either he was injured or something happened at that point. But he was um, injured, then it would be... Uh, um, Paul McDonald? Yep. Paul McDonald. Wow. There you go. Yep. Out your encyclopedia, man. Come on. Well, right. Is he, he yeah. human? What's going on here? I didn't remember that. That was that was uh, my uh, era, but I, I, I'd forgotten that. 
So did you know mm. who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. All right. Now you got to lean into this. So just just stay with me. Okay, wait. I'm I got to lean. Hold on. If you're right, lean. So okay. did you know that the Browns first year in the NFL, they won the American Conference and the NFL Championship. Now, in contrast, it took the Steelers organization 39 years <laughs> from 1933 to 1972 since their inception to win their first divisional title. Shouldn't that have been in the Steelers joke segment? No, well, I mean, it is a joke, but this is yeah, a did you know. So it took true. them 41 years before winning their first NFL championship. Now, why do I bring this up? Because did you know that if the Browns can win a division, a division title before the year 2038, they would still be years ahead of Pittsburgh and how long it took their startup franchise to win a division title. Oh boy, that is some hardly wait. <laughs> wow, they <laughs> did suck. Good I mean, all those years, Pittsburgh was just a laughing stock of football. Mm. When the Browns came in, they you know they made a big push into the NFL. They were recognized for you know, and they they got what they won that first championship game. But yeah, at the same time, the Steelers. Oh man, they were bad. Yeah, That's I mean, awesome. Hear them on Twitter, all our Twitter people for Pittsburgh. Oh, the Browns are terrible. They won a division since whatever. I'm like, you know, what are you guys talking about? It took your franchise 39 years to win a championship, a division championship. That's Come on, awesome. man. Nice. Elliot. Mm, okay. Well, you know, a lot of people are very sensitive about the Browns helmet and they don't want to see it change. You know, mm. talks about, well, we're going to change the style of it i'm gonna maybe put a logo on it do this do that did you know that the browns used to have white helmets that what used years? to be a thing oh man <laughs> it was before my time but uh i believe that uh they played at least some of the games in like um so they weren't always white. They they mixed it. They went yeah, I think they mixed it up. But like oh. you know, in the 1940s, they played with white helmets. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know exactly how many games they played or yeah, uh, how often or when it was phased out. Um, I don't know if they played in the NFL with white helmets, but definitely uh, in the 1940s, I believe they played with white helmets some of the time. Maybe it was on the road or whatever. Yeah, but they, they had white helmets. Nice. Very cool. Do you think? I wonder if, like, the future of the of the team will that ever, you know, that's always a topic of discussion. You know, will they stick with what they are doing? Which is, well, if they have, you know, the throwback uniform games, uh, if you know, if the Steelers have those uh, jailbreak uh, uniforms, I don't see why the Browns shouldn't have the white helmet uniform. I think it would be totally like appropriate. That's what they look like, the hamburger from McDonald's, right? Yeah, the, the Franks or Yellow Jackets. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think if the Steelers play with the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets type uniform, why not have the Browns with white helmets? I think it would there be uh, very appropriate. All right. So last uh, last discussion here before I let you finish with any final thoughts tonight. We want to recognize our winner. We have a winner. I know we all week people have been retweeting and following our network we really appreciate it we actually have two twitter pages now we're at the elves network uh elf or el yeah fz uh network and we also have a second twitter page elves network two you get uh two for the price of one so you can sign up for both and follow us retweet us listen to our shows on our network this is the um fanatical elves show our our first episode, I know I was listening to you, Joel, the other night you were talking about with a Rod, you know, he, he keeps track of his, the Browns blitz. And I think you were on show 191 or 192. <laughs> so I love that. So this is episode one of our show and yeah. we're, we are really excited that we have you guys here and uh, the left guard, Joel and the village Elliot, Elliot. Thank you. You know, you guys are amazing. So we're going to announce our winner here. Our winner um, is... His name is Joe Shemansky, uh, or Shemansky. Um, hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, you know, they butchered my last name, Suchan, for years. So congratulations uh, to Joe. 
who is a diehard Browns fan, and he Go has Joe. retweeted us, and he's following the network. So we appreciate you. Spread the word, Joe, to all of your Yay. friends. Tell them to follow us. We have a lot of fun people here, and we like to talk Browns. So, again, congrats, Joe. Uh, final thoughts from uh, the, the two of you before we exit right. All you, Any- Elliot. No, this is a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Yes. Hey, Joe, and, and Joel, I was talking to El, uh, Elliot. You know, you guys know where you guys live. We got to connect and have, you know, do, do some breakfast uh, or lunch or something. We, we That would be great. We can plan our ne- next next shows. Yeah. Elliot and I one time met for uh, briefly for breakfast. He, he did mention that. Yes. Yeah. Very Chatted cool. Uh, any final thoughts from either one of you there? Um other uh, Joe or Joel, anything else you'd like to say before we? No, I think I've I've, I've spread the hate. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, genuinely excited, about trashing the Ravens. I oh, mean, I have a burner account that I do nothing but trash the Ravens with. So, I, I'm I'm all for trashing the Ravens. By the way, these two guys they they do some amazing writing too. Uh, they blog and they write for Dog Pound Daily. Uh, we're also uh, get some support here from uh, the Cleveland Sports Talk group so we just uh steve uh who's one of our other contributors here at the network he also helps write for them so just a a wealth of knowledge here we appreciate you guys uh thank you for being part of episode one and uh folks thank you again for following our our first show here and following our network we appreciate you and um with that we we will say goodbye and uh go browns woof woof go browns uh, take care everybody this is the Oh, wrong one. Hold on. Wrong one. <laughs>